0: Welcome to Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul with me, Polly Lavarello, Evergreen Marketing Expert. This podcast is for you if you are an online entrepreneur who is looking to simplify their business to scale. On this podcast, you can expect to hear regular talk about wealth, about selling, and about well being. Because I believe these three core fundamental things are pivotal to your growth moving forward. Hello, and welcome to Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul with myself, Polly Lavarello, cushy business pioneer and evergreen marketing expert. Okay, so today we are talking about how to design your unique process. Now, when I say process, similarly could be replaced with the word framework, blueprint, DNA, architecture, whatever word you want to put on the end. But essentially, it's helping people understand what is unique about working with you. This is a question that nearly all of my clients find challenging regardless as to whether they've already built an eight-figure business or whether they're starting out. It's always a challenging question to answer. So don't beat yourself up if it's not coming up immediately for you. That's exactly why I'm recording this episode. What I will say is if you have not listened to the previous episode on how to make yourself the go-to authority, I really recommend that you listen to that First, because there is a valuable exercise inside of it, which is also connected to my blog, polyleverolo.com forward slash blog. And you can go through those questions, whether you pop them into a journal or whether you do it on your phone, doesn't matter to me. But I highly recommend you spend some time on that because it will make what I share with you in today's episode infinitely easier to implement. Okay. So I'm not going to repeat those questions again. And instead, I encourage you to go back and listen to the previous episode. It's literally the episode before this one, episode 22, if I remember correctly. And it will help you make even more of what it is that I am about to share with you. Firstly, talking of processes, frameworks, DNA, like I say, blueprints, whatever you want to call them, When I first heard of these as a marketer, I was just starting out an online business as a personal brand. And I had just decided that all the kind of one to one work that I'd done up until then and contracting work could be tidied up into a really useful group program. And I remember as I was putting it all together, my then business mentor introduced me to the concept of having a framework. I'm pretty sure if you are listening to this and you have been in any kind of business mentorship, And if you have ever designed an online course or a group program, this won't be a new premise to you. You will be aware of the recommendation to have a kind of way of explaining how you do what you do so that you are, as the phrase goes, not (laughs) Googleable. I think that's the first way I'd ever heard it described, which is very true. Okay. This part is very true. I mean, all of it's very true, but what I will say is I was heavily skeptical of it. And I think the reason why a lot of people don't put the energy into it that they should do is because perhaps they're feeling a bit sceptical of it too. They're just like, okay, I can put some fancy words together, but what does that really mean? Surely, as a nutritional therapist, surely, as a business mentor, surely, as a marketing coach, the fundamentals still always apply. And yes, this is true, and there'll be a unique way that you deliver them, and that's what we're going to be getting into today, okay? So yeah, so I was introduced to this concept. And like I say, if you have ever built any kind of program or online course, this will not be new to you either. However, I believe it's something that is heavily underutilized, massively misunderstood, and pivotal to how you communicate what it is you do through any of your marketing, which makes it so much easier for your ideal client to identify that you are a good fit for them. I mean, today we are literally just scratching the surface. This is why inside my programs, we dive so deep on this stuff. Because it's impossible to be able to explain or express why you are the go-to authority, why you are a unique authority without really understanding how working with you is different. And the truth is nearly every single person I've ever spoken to is like, well, it's not that different because I learned this from this person and that person from over there. And of course, I blend this and I blend that, but I do see other people sharing similar messaging to me. So, how do I make it sound different? They're totally perplexed as to how to differentiate the work that they do. So, what I'm going to share with you today is just a kind of basic, kind of grounding understanding in terms of what frameworks are, in terms of where they should start and where they should end, because I've never actually, in any of my time, in any business mentorship, ever seen it broken down or explained this way and i have to say every time i share this with any of my clients they always have a big aha moment where they're like this all makes so much more sense to me okay so there's a couple of things to kind of preface here when you have a process what we tend to say is that your process should never be interchange a word process with framework if that makes more sense to you but essentially when somebody comes to work with you you should be able to explain it in 3 to 4 phases if it's anything more than that, it tends to overwhelm people. This is really important to say, because it's such a beginner's mistake. I see people make all the time. And actually, even those who are quite deep into their business in the past, when I've taken on new Facebook ad clients, it's nearly always one of the first things I say, I'm like, nobody is going to part with their money to do your seven or eight part phase process. (laughs) That's just overwhelming. Everyone's going to look at that and think I might have the money, I do not have the time. Okay, so this is why in the same way people say you want something to be as simple as ABC, one, two, three, this is also why an ABC or one, two, three kind of framework to explain what you do is really, really important because essentially it allows somebody to listen to your process, hear your process and think, oh, okay, so I just need to do this and this and this and I will have that, okay? You see the difference between that and I just need to do this, 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 this and I'll get that, Eesh feeling tired already, right? Nobody wants that. So ABC, one, two, three, the three to four part process. So for example, in scale with a power one, I break it down in terms of we design or audit your high ticket offer, so that it's ready to go evergreen. And so that it's packing enough of a punch that it truly is scalable as an evergreen offer, that you do stand out as a go to authority with a unique process. Because a lot of people with live launching up until now have got something that is selling, but it isn't ready for evergreen because they haven't tightened up all those bits that need tightening up first. So we do that. Then we test it. We validate the offer by doing a small organic live launch. Some people choose to run ads, but you know, so phase two is essentially testing what it is we've created in the first part. And then the third part is turning it into an evergreen funnel, which is so, so simple. And so that way people can easily understand, okay, so if I come and work with Polly, she's going to support me with the offer part. She's going to support me with the delivery part because that's all part of the first phase. The second part, she's going to ensure that I actually have something that will sell before I then start to build out a funnel. And then she's also going to help me create a simple, lean, efficient funnel so that I can bring in clients all year round. Boom, understood. Because otherwise going evergreen is like, where do you even begin? Where does it end? And it also makes it really clear and easy for people to understand Beyond those first three months, which that is the main focus of, beyond that, it's about scaling, which is obviously broader, and more specific to the individual business that is being supported, i.e. whether they need Google ads, or Facebook ads, or whether they need to be working on PR and appearing on podcasts, like it varies according to where they're at in their business and what it is that they need. So that's, that's a little kind of live explanation as to what a framework can look like. But let me boil down one of the kind of suggestions I've given to people, because one of the things that we also use a framework for is not just to kind of break down how we work with people and also to perhaps categorize how we create our content. So we ensure that we're kind of tapping on all the various areas that we support people within their transformation. But similarly, if you were to create a webinar or a private podcast, you would probably use, well, not you probably, you definitely (laughs) would use this framework or process, again, to help people understand where perhaps so far they've been getting it wrong, in attempting to implement this process and what it can look like when they are supported by you. So it's so powerful having this process. It's not just a way of breaking down how people work with you on a sales page. It's not just a way of explaining how, helping people understand why the work you do is important via a private podcast or a webinar. It's not just a content strategy. It's all of these things, okay? It wraps up all of these things beautifully. So it's fundamental like a pivotal piece of your marketing and like I say most people kind of start with where do I even begin you know (laughs) like trying to simplify all the incredible work that people do is really really hard and it's really really important because like I say particularly because I tend to attract very intelligent clients who perhaps have been pretty academic in the past real high achievers. There is that tendency almost to feel like we need to show off in our marketing and show off how incredibly knowledgeable we are and almost use words that our clients won't understand because surely curiosity is going to get the better of them and they'll want to come and work with us, which just quite frankly is not true. I've supported so many funnels and can say really clearly to this day, it doesn't matter if you're Gabor Mate, who I've not supported, by the way, just to be clear, in terms of as a client or whether somebody just starting out. You will look at people like Gabo Mate, who's well-established, and recognise that despite being an incredibly well-read academic who's incredibly knowledgeable, one of the reasons why he's so popular is he's very good at explaining complex ideas in a very simple and accessible way. And you'll see that actually with the well-being industry being a really good example of this. Glucose goddess, another great example of this. Somebody who takes complicated ideas and has found a very simple way to express them. I mean, she's a biochemist for crying out loud. But if you look at her Instagram, it's all very accessible, very digestible. Loads of gorgeous visuals in there to really help people understand the important message that she's sharing. And a lot of repetition in there too. Because we don't need to be reinventing the wheel with how we Share our message with our clients. We get to be repetitive. Repetitive is actually good. Okay, so now I've kind of outlined the fundamental kind of ground for why it's important that you have this process, a pivotal marketing tool for your business. Let me see if I can stir up some ideas for you that will help you figure out how do you explain to your ideal client what is unique about working with you in three to four steps. Like I say, the exercise in the previous podcast will give you really firm foundations to start from. But when I boil it down very, very simply, what I have found to be the case for nearly all my clients is that phase one of working together is nearly always embedding in that awareness because ultimately clients won't be motivated to do the work unless they're really aware of why it matters. So this is why, for example, I'm going to use subconscious because I feel like it's a really good example. You know, could apply this with nutrition, introducing people to the concept of gut health and how much it impacts you. Or if you think of glucose goddess as a real, again, she's not one of my clients, as somebody I'm referencing, as somebody I admire in the industry. They're taking a concept and making it accessible and easy to understand and making it very much their own, okay? I mean, glucose goddess, she's even got glucose in her Instagram handle. I just absolutely love it. But essentially people need to have the awareness first if they don't understand for example why glucose is an issue why would they then feel motivated to work with you so this actually quite often forms part of people's life challenges or perhaps their webinar or perhaps just the majority of their social content it's the awareness piece it's the education piece it's helping them understand why what they're doing currently isn't working for them and why this other way is so much better. But you can also include it in the kind of phases of working together, because like I say, I find that even when someone's parted with their money and decided to work with you, it's very powerful to re-motivate them, get them excited again, get them focused on the end goal by introducing awareness and helping them understand what is possible for them. Also helping them in that awareness phase, understand how they're going to make this program work for them. So, for example, one of the first things I have in my program is a module called Define Your Focus. And it's really simply around time auditing and essentially reviewing everything that you're doing in terms of your business activities to ensure that you're only focusing on your needle movers. And everything in there is essentially to help them create the kind of, if you think about it like gardening, it's kind of nurturing the soil. So, that they actually have room to grow and to blossom. Because if that's not done in the first place, there is no hope for them (laughs) on the other side. What they will tend to do if they skip that part is get overwhelmed because they haven't created the space to be able to go deep on the work and things are being sacrificed for that. So, I included that really. In fact, it wasn't there in the first place and I added it in because I recognized how essential it was that it wasn't a nice to have, it was a need to have. And it's what allowed all my clients to thrive. So thinking about what do they need as that awareness piece? For example, you know, in the subconscious space, sometimes in the first week, the only task that's invited is perhaps journaling and something really simple, like spending 10 minutes when they wake up journaling, just a gentle exercise to prove to themselves that yes, they can change their habits. And yes, they can see benefits just from something as small as that every morning, you know, not scrolling and picking up their journal instead for 10 minutes. Because if you were to say, you need to do all the changes immediately, you would overwhelm someone. They would probably think they weren't good enough and they'd either ask for their money back or they would leave or they'd kind of constantly need lifeguarding because they were struggling with getting through all the content. So you want to make it as accessible for people as possible. So like I say, there's a kind of foundational element to your process that will help people nurture the soil first before they get to the next stage. Then it's about new behaviors, habits. So you're kind of starting with the awareness Then it's the foundational elements that you build upon that support them to kind of week by week or month by month embed more positive behaviors and habits that will support them to get closer to whatever their goal is. Once those habits and behaviors are more firmly embedded, it's then looking at the growth stage. So it is almost looking at it like a garden, because ultimately, like I say, if we try and skip the foundational elements if we skip the kind of consistency piece that's required for anyone to see results, then it'll be like a tall sunflower, like just being blown over in the wind. It won't last very long because they haven't got all the other pieces in place. So this is how I like to explain it, you know, recognizing first piece, awareness, second piece, the foundational habits that will support them to where they need to be. And then the growth stage and also really a clearly understanding what is next what is next? So that when those clients have finished working with you, you can either decide whether what is next is, I don't know, let's say a mastermind working with you, or whether you have a way for them to work with you in the future, whether it's in person days or whatever it is, but thinking about what is next for them. And if it's got nothing to do with you, is there somebody you can recommend them to next in terms of what it is that they need to be doing moving forward? It may be that the one transformation they came in for is the only transformation you can support with and that moving forward it's just them keeping in line with everything they've worked hard on with you over the last few months but these are the things you need to be thinking about now you may be hearing all of this thinking oh well when it comes to the foundations or the awareness or the growth stage that is going to look the same for every I don't know well-being transformation coach or nutritional therapist or any of those things, what I will say to you is if you've done the exercise in the previous podcast, you will recognize that this isn't true, that you have unique values that you bring to the table, that you have your own unique experience that you bring to the table, that you probably have experienced unique things with certain clients that have highlighted to you ways that you work that are different to everyone else. They may say that they feel very safe in an environment where they don't feel judged, which gives them more freedom and expansiveness to be themselves. They may say the opposite. They may say, you're no BS type coach who really sees things for what they are and says them for what they are. And I really appreciate that because nobody else is brave enough to tell me what I need to hear. Like what's interesting here is out of those two examples, some people will shudder at one and others will shudder at the other. And it doesn't really matter because ultimately it's you. And there'll be people out there who will be the perfect fit for you And you want them to find you as easily as possible by being as you as possible and bringing that to your process. I've got clients who've used this process as a way to kind of elicit excitement and luxury and mystique and mystery. I've had other clients use this and share it in a kind of process that sounds highly organic and had lots of kind of gardening terminology. I've had clients who've used chakras. I mean, there's so many different ways to explain your process, so many different ways but do play with it. A really common way to approach it as well is just to think with all your clients, particularly if you support them in a similar area of transformation, is there perhaps something slightly different that you do in terms of that awareness early stage that kind of prepares them best? Is it that every other business coach out there is supporting clients with time audits and market research, deep dives, and actually what you do is purely energetic, in which case, emphasize that. Is it that every other nutritional therapist out there is looking at the body holistically while you only focus on the gut, but you specialize in X, Y, Z? Again, emphasize that. Whatever it is, no matter how small it may seem to you, I promise you it's bigger than you realize. So these are the things to be considering. What makes you unique? What are the different ways that you support your ideal clients? And how can you express that in a way that breaks down what's the awareness piece they need first to support them to set the goals that they desire to do them in a way that will work around their busy lives and then what are the foundational elements that are non-negotiable that you will be supporting them through in the interim period and then finally once those habits are embedded what's that next opportunity for them for growth? Like I say, it's not as black and white as necessarily picking out each of those things as a phase, but by answering those questions, those three phases should land in your lap. So there we have it, my lovelies. It's slightly hard to do this without the use of slides and without the ability to answer your specific questions. If you do have any specific questions, just jump into my DMs and Instagram. I'd love to hear them. And that's it. Okay, so next week, I'm going to be talking to you about love it or leave policies and whether you should have one.